Like I see this all the time with clients that aren't sensitive. They usually come to me in their fifties, maybe sixties where they're like, oh my gosh, I was so healthy. Then all of a sudden everything just crashed, you know? And it's because they're not connected to their body. They have no idea that for the last 20, 30 years, their body has been struggling. Now a sensitive person will know within a day. Welcome to the Sensitive Success Podcast, where we explore the unique challenges and opportunities that comes with being a sensitive changemaker in today's world. I'm your host, Frida Kabo, and I have spent the last decade recreating my life. I moved from Sweden to New Zealand and now live in the beautiful bush with my husband and two kids, homeschooling and creating a life and business that works for me with the help of my sensitivity and support others to do the same. I'm excited to share conversations with experts, thought leaders, and fellow sensitive people who also see the world through the lens of sensitivity. Thank you so much for being here because it means that you're creating sensitive success too, which is precisely what the world needs. Let's get started. Jessie Michelle Agaroni is a natural sensitive health guide. Her purpose is to help natural sensitives cultivate success without succumbing to constant overwhelm, anxiety, depression, autoimmunity, or any other body imbalance that could prevent them from having the impact they are called to have in this world. Her practice, Murfleur Wellness, and unique method teach natural sensitives how to rebuild their calm and resilience to create sustainable health. Jessie deeply believes that if all natural sensitives choose to live differently as their unique naturally sensitive bodies request, the world will be a much more beautiful and peaceful place. And I so agree with this. Welcome, Jessie. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. I'm so glad to have you here. So tell us a bit more about your journey and how you come to do what you do. I know your audience is very much like you and I, you know, sensitive. And so I'm going to speak specifically to that. I came into this world very sensitive. You know, I am a highly sensitive person. I call it a natural sensitive. That's my own term for it. But I, from day one, you know, I was a very colicky baby. My precious parents didn't know what in the world to do with me. (laughs) From early on, the word sensitive was put on me very quickly because I was. And when I was younger, it was seen as a negative thing. There was a lot of assumption that I was weak. I couldn't keep up. I wasn't as strong. I needed to build thicker skin. You know, all those terms that every every family has their way of communicating that like you're not strong enough or you're not keeping up or you need to be more and you need to fit in, right? Like buck up, fit in, let's go. And I wanted so badly, like any child does to be accepted and loved and cared for. And so I said, okay, I'll do my best, you know? And, and so I became uh, kind of that quote unquote, perfect child. I worked really hard to be the best at everything, to be the peacemaker in the family, to get the best grades, to be the best student. And I worked from a young age, so employee and like, you name it, I did sports and theater and all the things I was very over-involved in (laughs) activities. And I just tried to be my best at all of them. But at the end of the day, I ended up just burning out so hard. And I had multiple experiences where I hit what I would call like 
a rock bottom or a void where you're just so, so exhausted. My parents called them meltdowns because I literally would just like explode emotionally because I couldn't contain it anymore. And I was just trying to bury my experience in life. And uh, my biggest one to kind of bring it more relevant to where I am today happened in about 2016. I had been I'd gone through many different kinds of jobs because I didn't know who I was. And we can kind of dive into how that happens. Most of us sensitives don't know who we are. It takes us a while to kind of return home is what I call it. And so I was lost. I was so confused and my body was so burnt out and so exhausted. By that time, I had developed all sorts of health imbalances. I had a hypothyroid and I had uh, menstrual issues, hormonal imbalances. I had a diagnosis called PCOS, which is super common now. I was sensitive to every kind of food. I was just a mess. <laughs> I was so tired all the time. And I finally was just like, I have to quit. Like, I just can't do this. And I ended up taking about a full year off, which I didn't mean to. And if I had known that was going to happen, I probably would have freaked out. But <laughs> it just sort of happened that way where I ended up quitting this dream job that I had that I thought was everything I wanted. It was this cool digital marketing job downtown in the city in this big, cool office. And I felt so stylish. and It was everything I'd worked towards. And then I realized, oh my gosh, I can't survive here. Like it was an open concept office. It was very fast paced, very demanding, lots of people. And I just was so overstimulated. I couldn't even function. So I was working like crazy long days, just to try and keep up. And it was really hard. So I, I crashed and uh, decided to just pull back. And I ended up spending a year in a very introverted state is I guess the best way to describe it. I hermited. <laughs> and that was my first realization that I was like, oh, I love being a hermit. I love being by myself. Like this is huge. And so all that alone time, I, I still did like little jobs on the side here and there. Um, I was like trying to become a blogger and like all these other little things, but nothing huge that was, you know, a career type job. And I had a lot of time to journal and reflect. And i that's actually when I discovered the highly sensitive person. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's me. I remember you know, reading Dr. Elaine's quiz and being like 100% yes to all of these. <laughs> and my husband was like, oh, there's more of you. Like, you're not alone. <laughs> you're not just a solo weirdo. Like there's other people <laughs> like you. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. This is a thing. So that was a huge gift. And I also learned about like the true definition of introversion, which there's a big misunderstanding of what that even means. We can dive into that if you want, but really understanding that, oh, like I love people, but they also drain me massively. And so I need a lot of alone time, a lot of recovery time to equal the amount of time that I spend with people. So those two things were huge. And then I started just really hearing a call to step into helping other people heal. Cause I had started doing a lot of healing of my own body over those years. And by about 2018, I formed my own practice, which it's uh, the base is nutrition, like functional nutrition, which in the U S that means very holistic practice, but it's not so woo woo. Like we use a lot of lab testing, a lot of data, but we pair it with intuition. So there's a beautiful balance to where we're not just saying like, oh, do you fit a diagnosis box? It's how are your symptoms? How do you feel? What is your 
you know, energetically, how do you feel? What are your emotions like? You know, what is your childhood past? What are your traumas? You know, do you have any traits like highly sensitive person, you know, that we need to know about? So it's very beautiful. And I fell in love with that and uh, started bringing in clients. And after a while, I realized all of my clients are sensitive. Like, this is so funny. I'm just like attracting all of them naturally. So finally, I was like, you know what? Like, and I also... I realized that I had the way that I was healing myself worked for all the sensitives because it was quite different than my fellow peers in the functional nutrition space, even, and obviously very different than doctors, standard Western doctors. It was very niche and very different. And so I decided to actually like own that. And so then Mareflow Wellness became like a space for sensitives. And over the last year, I've like really started like verbalizing that, communicating it and branding it, you know, (laughs) so people actually understood and knew. And that's when the term natural sensitive actually came to me too. So I like to use the term natural sensitive instead of highly sensitive person, because in the health space, there's the term sensitivity is used often as a negative thing as something that needs to be fixed as a form of dysfunction in the body. Like, oh, you have a sensitivity to a food. Well, we need to heal your gut in order to resolve that, right? Or you have a sensitivity to smells. Oh, you have liver dysfunction. We need to help clear and get your liver back you know, to full function. And so I was like, oh, I don't like this. Like, I want to make sure that it's very clear the difference. And so now I'm a big kind of champion of clarifying the difference between innate sensitivity and developed sensitivity. And innate sensitivity is what you're born with. It's being a highly sensitive person. It's, I call it natural sensitivity because it's just there. It's natural, it's normal, it's healthy, right? Versus like developed sensitivity, that is something that we want to release from the body because it's not your optimal self. And yes, natural sensitives can have developed sensitivities, right? So we can break that down too if you want. But I really was kind of digging into all the nuances because I had the privilege of working with so many sensitives and we got to really understand. I had not just, you know, the research from Dr. Elaine and I got to get to know some other sensitive researchers, but also my actual in-practice experience, my own and other people. So I was kind of realizing how special just the amount of information and people I was being exposed to. And so I was like, I need to start talking about this. (laughs) So my podcast, I have my own podcast that I just started having conversations, sharing my own experience, sharing some of my clients' experiences and been really cool. So that's how I've landed where I am today is I now call myself the natural sensitive health guide because it's so much more than just, you know, lifestyle. It's so much more than just lab tests. It's so much more than just like healing a certain part of your body. It's all of that, right? It's building the ultimate life where you can be healthy holistically, including all of those things. So I'm very passionate about just helping us sensitives find our true selves and then live according to that, which brings health naturally, I think. So the more we can lean into our sensitivity, I think the healthier we become, which is quite the opposite of what our culture says. And I don't know about you, but how I was raised, it was very much like reject your sensitivity, you know, and build that thicker skin. So I've kind of, I guess, rejected that rejection. <laughs> said, yeah. Nope, actually <laughs> the reverse. Thank you. Yeah. But only us sensitives can really understand each other. So mm-hmm. I think that's another big thing is learning how to filter out advice from people that aren't sensitives and knowing that 
you always got to take it. I say with like a gallon of salt, (laughs) a huge bag of salt, (laughs) because (laughs) they will never actually know how you function or how you feel because they're not sensitive. And so everything they say needs to go through the sensitive lens of like, okay, I'll take parts of that that still apply, but you may not actually get what I'm going through, you know? So that's how I landed here. (laughs) Mm, Love it. Wonderful. So how do you see that sensitive bodies are different? Mm, My gosh, that's such a good question. I would say there's a lot to it, but when it comes to like how our bodies function, we are so nuanced, right? So what makes us different is that we pick up on so much more information than the quote unquote average human. Like I always describe it as when we walk into an environment, we get 20 pieces of information, whereas someone who's not naturally sensitive will get like five or 10 pieces of information. So we're constantly being exposed to a lot of information to process. And I categorize information as anything that you're intaking. So information can be food, information can be a smell, information can be in the energy of someone, information can be the nonverbals that someone's giving you from across the room, or not even giving you, giving someone else from across the room. You know, like we pick up on so much and we're con- our brain's constantly processing that. And our brain is connected to our nervous system and our nervous system obviously kind of drives the body. So all of that needs nutrients. And if we are in a state for any reason of dysfunction, say, I always go back to the foundation of digestive health. For me, that's the base. If for example, we're so stressed that we don't have strong stomach acid, so we're not absorbing healthy nutrients like our B vitamins or magnesium, for example, which are big supporters of healthy stress response. If we don't absorb that and then our nervous system's like, ah, we don't have the tools we need to respond. (laughs) We start to see ourselves go into a state of overwhelm a lot more quickly and perhaps it even develops into panic attacks or different things like that, right? So when it comes to sensitive health, we really have to think about stress management. We really have to think about creating a calm nervous system. And of course, I I think everyone longs for that. But as sensitives, it's not really an option. Like we actually need to. And the way I describe it is that we're required and we really get to live differently. Like we are the ones that can't get away with living in a manner that doesn't honor our bodies. And that really actually is a benefit. Because instead of going, for example, like I see this all the time with clients that aren't sensitive, they usually come to me in their 50s, maybe 60s, where they're like, oh my gosh, I was so healthy. Then all of a sudden everything just crashed, you know? And it's because they're not connected to their body. They have no idea that for the last 20, 30 years, their body has been struggling. Now, a sensitive person will know within a day. They're like, Jesse, I just feel so off, you know? A sensitive is suffering with something like an autoimmune condition, for example, they're really suffering because we feel every little bit of that experience. It's not something we can really disconnect from as much as we try. (laughs) We really, really try. And that's usually actually what causes a lot of the health imbalance for sensitives is us trying to disconnect from our bodies, but also at the same time feeling overwhelmed by them. It's this weird kind of catch 22 situation. (laughs) But the truth is, as sensitives, we need to actually lean in to those messages from our body and honor them because the sooner that we 
respect those quick responding messages, the healthier we will be and the healthier we will stay. That's what creates sustainable long-term health for sensitives is responding quickly and honoring and not uh, disregarding our messages. And when I say messages, we could also call it symptoms. We could call it a feeling, a sensation, right? All of us interact with our bodies a little bit different based on either how we were taught as young kids or how we've been indoctrinated by our medical system or whatever. I think natural sensitives, we we have an ability, if we haven't disconnected, we have an ability to tune in really, really well. And we have this crazy strong intuition. And so my job when I work with sensitive is not necessarily to be like, you have this, you fit into this box. You deserve this label, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't really believe in labels. I say, how are you feeling? Like, talk to me about what you've noticed about your body. And a lot of sensitives, it's cool because our relationship, our partnership is really me teaching them how to tune in even more. And by the end of our relationship, they don't need me. Because they're like, oh, I noticed this about my body. So I know that that then means this, 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 this. Cool. Because in the past, that's what's happened. Or as we've worked together, I've noticed that when I do this, this happens. Because we're also fantastic at pattern noticing, right? Like we're so good at noticing those details and putting together the puzzle. We're like incredible puzzle makers. (laughs) So someone that's not sensitive, I have to do so much education and I basically have to teach them how to even like understand their body. Whereas someone that's sensitive, I'm just reminding them. Does that make sense? It's like, you already know how to do this. We're just, we're turning up the volume on your sensitivity in your body. And I would say a lot of sensitives at first can be fearful of that, of like, I turned the volume down on my body's messages for a reason, Jess, why would I want to turn that back up? again. And I'm like, I 100% hear that. And I did this, I did the exact same thing, right? So it's doing it gently. It's, and that's where it can be helpful. I'm all about empowering. So I'm not saying you like have to use a practitioner, but that's where working with someone that is also sensitive, whether it's in business with a coach or, you know, with me and health, whatever it looks like having someone that gets it is a little bit further ahead and could say, Hey, let's just go slow like one step at a time. And the beauty of the privilege that I have in my practice is I'm not under any sort of insurance guidance. So I don't have to say, I can do whatever the hell I want, which is what's <laughs> beautiful. I can serve to the depth and the the level that I want to, which is very, very intimate. So when I work with clients, it's like we are it's us together on that boat. Like you are no longer alone and we're going to move as fast or as slow as your body requests. And we're in constant conversation, not to like in an overwhelm, but I'm, I'm always available. And so with those slight shifts, as we start to lean into the body, I'm right there. And then we can adjust because one of the things that is really prevalent within, at least in America and Western culture, it's all about like suffering. Like if you want to see results, you've got to suffer to get there. And that is absolute bullshit. Like it's not true at all, at least not for sensitives. And we're so used to suffering because that's like our whole life uh, that we just kind of like, okay, we don't even think about it. We're just like, oh, of course. Like, in fact, if we're not suffering, we're like, is something wrong? You know, like, am I not working hard enough? Like what's going on? But that whole like no gain without pain, I don't believe in that at all especially with senses, because we are so tuned in that as soon as you feel something get uncomfortable, 
like there's a discomfort there, or there's a little like, oh, I can feel my body shifting in a way that I don't want. We meet it immediately and we adjust so that you can keep on that healing trajectory without having to go down into this big valley of pain. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think that to answer your question, it's all about these subtle shifts and working with someone or educating yourself to the point you can do it yourself where you're making these subtle shifts as you move along your healing journey, as opposed to making these big changes and then just surviving them for months and then another big change and then surviving it for months and just hoping that it works. Like that's how you end up on a healing journey for years and years and years, because you're like, oh, you didn't try hard enough. Like just go another six months with this protocol or this supplement or this test. You don't believe in it enough. Like you're not trying hard enough. And I'm sorry, but I have never met a sensitive that didn't try. Like <laughs> I will never say that to my clients. Like, no, I, I got that so much when I was in my journey and sensitives. We are hard workers. We are perfectionists. We probably over tried. If anything, if anything, we need to pull back and do less. <laughs> so I'm just all about honoring that in the journey. And so it is quite different. I have had clients in the beginning of my practice that weren't sensitive and it was so different working with them versus someone that was one, there was a lot of like, a lot of stuff I didn't even have to say with my fellow sensitive. It was just like, I'd say like one sentence and they'd get it and we're like, okay, cool. And we're moving on. And there's also just, I think an appreciation for like diving into the body where someone that's not sensitive, they don't really want to like, dive into that kind of stuff because honestly, that's not why they're here. They're not here to be very intuitive. They're not here to dive into the details and into the deep, right? As sensitives, we're all about the deep. <laughs> Whereas yeah. those that are not as sensitive, they're actually here to balance us out. Like we need each other. One's not better than the other, but like if we were all deep, we'd be sinking. If we were all shallow, you know, nothing would ever have meaning. So it's a balance and that's true in health as well. So I guess I could keep talking, but those are kind of some of the the basics. <laughs> so great. Love that. And how do you see like inner work versus, for example, supplements? Mm, when it comes to health and how it yeah. impacts it? Mm. I'm a firm believer in both. I don't think you can do one without the other. So I'm a big fan of, I call it just getting to know your authentic self. It's as simple as that. Like you have to know who you are. You have to, if you don't know who you are, you're always going to be lost. And that is going to translate into your body because the ultimate thing is sensitive that we're looking for is safety. Because when we were young, we didn't feel safe because no one understood us. And so we thought we were these weird, like creatures that like some alien, they got dropped on the wrong planet. And we're like, what happened? Like, <laughs> yes. I'm just going to try to fit in and be a chameleon. And just, you lose trust in your body because your body's giving you messages, but all the adults around you are saying those messages are wrong because we're not getting those messages, but it's simply that you're wired differently. Right. So from a young age, you lose trust in your body. It's so sad. And so you lose trust in anything that your body tells you, anything that your mind tells you, and you just go off of what everyone else is doing and you become this follower when most of us sensitives actually are meant to be leaders. And so there's this big shift that has to happen in every natural sensitive's life of realizing, oh, I am different. I'm here to not just live differently. I'm here to eat differently. I'm here to breathe differently. I'm here to think differently. I'm here to move differently. I'm here to heal 
differently. And once you start to embrace that, not in a negative way, but of like, wow, what an honor, what a privilege, like I get to really tune into who I am in this manner, your authentic self will come out more and more and more. And that actually translates into healing because I truly believe that dis-ease is what I call it. I always do a little hyphen. Dis-ease is simply a lack of authenticity at the core. Like that disconnection, that distrust of ourselves is really what created and launched us towards unhealth. Because once we step back into alignment with something as simple as like, oh, as sensitive as we need eight to 11 hours of sleep every night, it's, you know, there's a range because everyone's different, but if you're not getting that, like, yeah, you're going to start having a lot of issues with brain function, stress response, hormonal imbalance, skin health, digestive function. Like I can start listing, you know, because so much frustration happens overnight, but as sensitive as we need a lot more because we also process all that information I was talking about earlier, it gets processed and filed like a, like a, like a, a librarian would, you know, like here's the, the label and this is the section it goes into. And like our brain has to do that with all the information. We require a lot of hours to do that. Otherwise you wake up in the morning stress and if ever woken up with that feeling of panic, like your body didn't have enough time to process. So things like that really affect your physical health. And so I think number one, you always need to come back into authenticity and I love systems like human designs, one of my most favorite. I'm getting to know astrology. That one's kind of ironically, like not one I've d- dived into except for the last few years. There's other systems too. I, I like numerology as well, but anything that's based off of like your birth time, not a test that you take where you're like Enneagram. I don't know if you've heard of that one or Myers-Briggs is a really popular one. I don't trust those because you're taking the test, answering questions based off your perception of yourself, which could be totally wrong or someone else's perception of you, which could be totally wrong. I'd rather have something objective, you know, where it's like, this isn't going to change. Like I was born on this day and I really believe in the intentionality of our landing here. Like, I think we all arrive with a purpose. We're all at this time in history for a reason. And in the families, like I feel like we choose our families and choose our sensitivity and choose where we're going to be and all of that. So that's my belief system, but it really then makes sense to me that like our birth time matters and all the beautiful systems that come out of that can be really helpful. So those things like that can help you know who you are, but even just, again, as sensitive as we have such strong intuitions that if we just slow down, clear out take alone time, kind of like I did. You don't need to take a year like I ended up doing, but maybe it's just a weekend. I don't know. But you just have enough space in your life to actually hear yourself again, to turn up the volume on your mind, turn up the volume on your heart, turn up the volume on your body. Things will come forward. And you can do that simultaneously with doing like functional healing, right? Like doing lab testing and supplements and all of that. And I'm someone that I'm a big believer in the power of food. I'm all about just whole real food. Like (laughs) did humans, you know, did a human make it or did like nature make it? If nature made it, like we're all in, you know, (laughs) humans made it. Let's, let's avoid because we don't know what the hell we're doing and we're always messing things up. So, (laughs) so genetically modified food, not even an option for a sensitive, like stay away from that as much as you can. Anytime you can eat something in its natural form, that's great. But I'm also so passionate about supplements, which a lot of people are either like for or against, and that's fine. I'm a believer in both. I'm an and kind of person. I'm like, we don't have to be extreme here. What about both? You know, (laughs) 
So the one thing I'll say with supplements, because I've had many years of use and from like a, a patient side, and then also from a practitioner side, is that you need to get high quality. Otherwise, it's an absolute waste of time and money. Absolute waste. There is a big difference between quality supplements and cheap supplements. So it's not necessarily that it has to be expensive. That doesn't mean that it's good, but it is tricky. And I've had many people try to be like, well, can you give us tips? And I I really struggle with that because it's it's like a it's a whole thing. Like I've learned that over like five years, you know, (laughs) also from just experience. And I think one of the best ways to know is to try it. And if you don't feel a difference, toss it, you know, so you should feel really quick uh, results from good quality supplements. And for anyone listening, I have an online dispensary that if you want, I'm very open-handed. If you want to like dive in there and try things out, there's a lot of high quality supplements on there that you're welcome to experiment with. And, and I believe uh, you can find them even internationally too, but you can always DM me on Instagram or something if you have questions. Cause I know some of your listeners obviously are in New Zealand and I have people from Europe and Canada and Australia and all that. So I'm actually pretty familiar with that. So don't be afraid to ask, but everyone's different too. So like, I'm not a big fan of like multis. So a lot of people love to do like, oh, I'm doing like an adrenal complex. I'm like, great. But there's like 10 different nutrients in there and you don't need all those nutrients. In fact, some of them can throw you out of balance. So it's better to do like either a whole food form where it's blended by nature. So like organ, like desiccated organs are really great because they have a bunch of nutrients in them, but it's like in whole food form. So it's proper. But if you're going to go more like nutraceutical where some of them are like formed in a lab, you want to be cautious because if you do too many at once, it's overwhelming to the sensitive because that's a lot of information if you think about it, right? So I prefer to have more singular supports because then also you can make those subtle, remember I was talking about making the subtle shifts. Let's talk about like adaptogens. So, cause a lot of sensitives are very familiar with stress support <laughs> and adaptogens are like, uh, herbal supports that can, whether you're high or low, let's talk about cortisol, your stress response. You have high cortisol or low cortisol. It doesn't matter. You can take an adaptogen like rhodiola and it'll bring it into the middle either way, which is kind of nice because as sensitive sometimes we'll have our cortisol will shoot up and we'll have that stress response and then it'll crash really hard an hour later, but rhodiola will help either way. But say you have like rhodiola and ashwagandha and a B12 and, you know, you start putting all these nutrients together but if your body doesn't need B12 or maybe you have some fungal overgrowth and you don't want ashwagandha, like you start having these reactions and you don't know what's helpful and what's not. And it can be very confusing. So it's easier to just do like one at a time and kind of experiment, especially if you're doing it on your own. If you're working with a practitioner, it can be a little bit easier, but sometimes practitioners get lazy and I'll be honest with you. And they'll just be like, ah, here's an adrenal complex. Good luck to you. You know, and you're like, okay. So I'm a big fan of using labs to know what you actually need, but also not just leaning on labs, but listening to symptoms and how you actually feel. Like I'm getting nerdy here. So tell me if I'm going too deep, but like thyroid function is a big part. You know, thyroid and your thyroid and your adrenals are very tightly woven. So if your adrenals are suffering, your thyroid suffering, it kind of goes they're on the same page. So a lot of sensitives have hypothyroids because their adrenals have been burnt out for so long. And that means their thyroid is is functioning very slowly. And it's there's many different points at which we could see dysfunction. It could be the brain to thyroid communication. It could be the thyroid 
to production from going from T4, which is raw thyroid hormone to T3, which is the free active thyroid hormone to actual cellular reception of the T3. So the usability of your thyroid hormone, because you could have great brain to thyroid communication, could have good thyroid levels in your blood, but if your cells can't use it, the tissues can't use it, then you're still going to have a hypothyroid type sensation. So your labs could look stellar, but you come to me and you're like, Jesse, I'm so tired. I'm so foggy. I have no motivation. I don't even like, why do I even get up in the morning? I feel like I'm holding on to weight. I never have bowel movements. I feel so bloated. My hands and feet are so cold. Like, okay, then you have a hypothyroid, like, and, and we'll figure out what it is, you know? So it's important to not just look at labs, but look at symptoms and really tune into your body and to never have a, never let a doctor or practitioner tell you that you're wrong. Because as a sensitive, you know what, you know what's up. You do. And either they just don't get it, they're overwhelmed by their practice, or they're pigheaded, you know, like those are your options. And, and so <laughs> most doctors want to help though. They really do. They just can't because of the insurance models in different countries are really screwed up. So that's the beauty of working with someone outside of insurance, outside of big systems. Um, every country is different, you know, and how their medical models are run. But there's always the rogue, functional, holistic practitioners that are outside of it. And some of them are absolutely crazy and bonkers, and I totally get it. But some of them are solid, <laughs> truly <laughs> solid. And I hope that I fall into that category. <laughs> Probably have my moments where I'm like a mad professor. But I really find that those are often the people that are, they're not beholden to any system. They're not beholden to any supplement company. They're not beholden to any lab. They're not beholden to any government. They're there to listen to your body and to help you heal. And that is always what you want from a practitioner who sees it as a partnership, not as a, I'm playing God and I'm going to tell you what's wrong with you. And you do what I say, and you're clearly not trying hard enough if it doesn't work. Like that is absolute baloney. So for sensitives on the healing journey, like find someone that will be a partner and also understands your sensitivity or at bare minimum respects it and respects it by listening to you. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Love that. So where do one start? Yeah. So you always start with your breath. Take a deep breath. Anytime you feel overwhelmed, it's your body asking for you to take a step back and just take a moment and not take action. Okay. So if you start to feel that when it comes to health, to any information, just hold up, take a moment, find some space. And then from that place of space, clarity will start to roll in and tune in, start with baby steps. So I'm going to create a situation, right? So say, you know, we have someone listening who's a natural sensitive. They're like, oh my gosh, like I totally relate to what they're talking about. And Maybe they are dealing with, I just described the symptoms of hypothyroid. They're like, oh my gosh, or excuse me, hypothyroid, like that's me. So then the first thing I would do is start reaching out and looking for a functional practitioner that feels good to you. And if that's like a whole new world, you're welcome to DM me. I'm, I like marry people with practitioners all the time. <laughs> Because I'm not always the right fit, you know, and I'm I'm really big on that, like being with someone that's the right fit. But if you're like, I'm not open to a practitioner, then maybe it just starts with educating yourself a little bit. Like we are great learners. Sensitives love to learn. And so there's also something very grounding about having some education in your back pocket so that when you are ready to 
you know, either work with someone or step into some sort of protocol, you kind of know what you're doing because a lot of times what creates our overwhelm is a feeling of fear with the unknown, right? That apprehension that I don't really know what's going on. And I just feel like I'm jumping into an abyss. So if you have some knowledge, just gain a little knowledge, take a little step, gain a little more knowledge, take a little step, gain a little more knowledge, take a little step. And sometimes that knowledge is simply saying, okay, I'm just going to write down for the next five days. I'm just going to sit with my body like for five minutes a day and just notice how I feel. Maybe it's right upon waking. Maybe it's right before bed. You just say, okay, how do I feel from top to bottom? Okay. And you can do it externally. Like, okay, how is my hair? Oh, my hair feels great. It's so luscious today. Or wow, my hair has been really dried out the last few months. I'm just going to note that you can do it on a phone, you know, the note on your phone, you can actually physically write it out. A lot of us sensitives like to physically write things out on paper and pen. Maybe it's like, you know, my skin has been a little off. I've been feeling flushed or I, I keep having this breakout or I have this wound that's not healing or I've been seeing spots in my eyes. You just can work through your body and just kind of note anything that you feel like is just outside of what you would qualify as your authentic health. So like maybe there's something like, oh, that's just me. Or you're like, no, this is not normal for me. Even though a doctor may be like, oh, you're fine. You're healthy. You know, you're like, no, but this hasn't been how my body has been in the past. And this feels off to me. A lot of women, I work with mostly women. A lot of women feel that way about their weight. They're like, okay, I'm not technically overweight, but I also don't feel good in my body right now. Like something's off here. And I just, I just don't feel good, you know, in my skin. And it's, it's not even like a confidence issue. It's more of just like, this isn't my authentic weight, you know, period. And for some, they're too thin. I'm not even saying like too much. It's like, I'm too thin. Like I don't feel healthy and vibrant, you know? So I'm really big on like, owning your authentic weight, whatever that is, and really leaning into that. But just starting simply to notice that. And then you can also do it on the emotional side too, of like, okay, what has my mind been thinking about? Where's my mind been? Where's my heart been? Those are two different things, right? <laughs> what has my energy been like? You know, who have I been attracting into my life? And thinking about it from that way, you know, how have I felt energetically in certain spaces in my work environment, in my family? writing those down, that can be really, really helpful to kind of tune in. There's so many ways to self-reflect and we're so darn good at reflection, probably too good um, <laughs> for our own good. So, you know, not going crazy. That's why I said five minutes, because you know how deep we can go with what I just did, right? We could spend hours on that five minutes, like make it short, make it brief and Allow yourself to just over a week kind of gather some information and then say, okay, you know, what is the top thing I want to work on for the next couple of months? Do I want to bring in help for that? Or do I feel pretty confident that I actually know what to do? I've just been avoiding it. Perfect example. I just haven't been sleeping enough. That's a big one for us. Mm. I'm going to choose to prioritize sleeping a minimum of eight hours every day just for a week. And I'm going to see how I feel wow, I feel incredible. Okay. Like, wow, a lot of my symptoms resolved. Like, I guess I don't need to go see a practitioner right now. Like I can move forward. Like it can be as simple as that to the complete other spectrum, right? Where someone's dealing with like Lyme disease and mast cell and hypothyroid and all these things, like, you know, that's heavy. And I work with that whole spectrum, but you don't have to be there. You know, you can, and even someone that is there can start small, like I just described. So I actually have something that I call the method. 
And I created it because I had a lot of people that wanted to work with me, but as a protection of my own authenticity, I keep my client list very small now. And so my time is just really, really sacred. And I, not everyone can work with me, which is totally fine because I'm not the savior of the world, right? There's so many wonderful people out there. Uh, but for people that really like my approach, I created the method. So you can kind of self-guide yourself through. It doesn't include lab testing or things like that, but there is a little bit of supplement usage in it and recommendation, but mostly it's a lot about how to kind of take those first steps, how to do what I call reconnect to the body. I have a whole practice that's very simple, very simple, very meditative. We do that just for a week. And then we do a rhythm reflection. I call your lifestyle, your rhythm, like how you flow uniquely. And it's all, it's not me telling you what to do. It's actually me just creating a platform where you can figure out what you're meant to do. And then from there we move into remedies. And so I have a list of like a bunch of sensitive, safe remedies you can just start out with that are very gentle. I have beginner, intermediate, and then over time I'm going to be adding in some advanced. So if you get in there, then you'll get whatever I keep adding. I just keep adding to it. <laughs> it's a lifelong access. So for anyone that's like, I want a little bit of structure, that can be a great way to do it. It's very simple, but also very potent and powerful if you take it seriously. But otherwise, my example of just listening to your body can be a great place to start too. Mm, perfect. Sounds really powerful. So where is the best place that people can reach you, connect with you? Yeah. So technically I'm online. <laughs> I don't love to be there all the time, but I, uh, I'm on Instagram at Mirafleur Wellness and it's spelled M-E-R-F-L-E-U-R Wellness. I also have a podcast just like you. And right now it's called Authentic Calm, but in about a week. So by, probably by the time this releases, it'll be called the Naturally Sensitive Podcast. So kind of exciting. We're doing a little rebrand there just to champion that term a bit more. So I share a lot of my personal experience of being a sensitive. We talk about health. I have incredible guests on. So that's a free resource right there. But if you ever have questions, I'm I'm pretty available DM-wise through Instagram. And then my website is Um, And I have, like I said, the method on there. And then of course I work one-on-one -on -one with clients and I also have a newsletter. So if you're like, oh, I just want to like occasionally hear from you, I'm not very consistent. So I'll be totally honest with that. I'm very like I always like listen to my body. If I feel overwhelmed, I don't, I don't do anything. If I feel very excited, you'll get maybe a couple of things from me. <laughs> so yeah, it's called the naturally sensitive newsletter. So it's just a compilation of personal experience and resources and guides and just hopefully helpful, encouraging notes here and there. So yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. We'll put the links in the show notes as well. There's so much more that I feel like I could add ask you, but is there anything else you would like to add? I think I would just say for all of you listening, your sensitivity is such a gift and never let anyone tell you otherwise, including your own mind. <laughs> it is such a gift. And oftentimes, even, even for myself, it's almost my default to see it as a weakness, to see it as something I need to overcome or something I need to explain or manage, right? And the truth is when we get into a place of health, when we accept that we're here to live differently, that we are here to bring something really unique and special to this world, 
in order to fill in the puzzle piece, right, of humanity, we have something really, really amazing to offer. And that is our ability to be what I call the canary in the coal mine. Because when you start to live according to how you experience the world, when you start to call out the things that you notice, like, hey, there's a funky smell in here. Hey, I'm not okay with sleeping in this room. I think there might be mold in here. And everyone's like, you're baloney. There's nothing going on here. But there is. Because if you smell it, it's there. And you're not crazy. And I promise you that. You're saving all of them from whatever that thing is. Like I'm using mold as an example. You know, most people won't even notice that, but you would, and you just saved them from potentially a mold infection, colonization in their gut that could have cost them many years of discomfort and they would have never even known. Uh, There's so many things that come out of you as a sensitive, like you literally are here as a guide and as a protector of humanity. And so if you disown that, if you disconnect from that, you're actually hurting your fellow human. And so it's so important for us to lean into our sensitivity, to lean into health and to, when we feel confident to start, have the courage to speak up because whether people acknowledge it or not, they need us. And it doesn't matter if we get that affirmation or not, we're here to do a job in a beautiful way. And so I think it's so important for us to first and foremost, take care of ourselves and then bless other people with our expanded capacity as a result of that and our courage and confidence in our voice as a result of that. Mm, Wow. Beautiful. Thank you so, so much for being here and sharing your time and wisdom with us. And thank you so much for the work that you do in the world. It's so important. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for letting me come and speak. (laughs) It's such an (laughs) honor. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Sensitive Success. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and share it with someone who could benefit from this message. And come over and connect with me on Instagram at Frida Cabo. And remember, sensitivity is neither good or bad. It's what we make of it. Embrace your sensitivity and use it to create sensitive success your way.